Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be circling back to the Andy Stanley story and specifically talking about one of the more prominent responses to it, and that was from Sean McDowell. Now, Sean McDowell is not orthodox on the issue of homosexuality, and that will be made abundantly clear in this video because he hints at it, and he does say some things himself. So, and the resources and that he recommends are heretical on this issue and the approach that he has is heretical on this issue as well. And that's what we're going to be focusing on in this video. And this is his breakdown on the Andy Stanley uh, controversy, which is very plainly Andy Stanley's a heretic. Uh, and it's worth noting that Andy Stanley affirmed homosexuality before he denounced the inerrancy and authority of scripture. He affirmed homosexuality in back in 2013, 2012. Uh, and that was way before that he uh, wrote Unhitched and then Irresistible. And now he has a parenting book coming out, despite the fact that he's gay affirming. So a lot of ironies with Andy Stanley, but Sean McDowell is not providing a good alternative to it. And, you know, this is a YouTuber with nearly 200,000 subs operating in the Christian space. Yet he's not orthodox on this issue. So we're going to be breaking that down. But first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at our Patreon-like system at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. So we're going to be going to this video that he did uh, six days ago. Um, I wanted to get to this sooner, but I was on a road trip, so everything's been uh, pre-recorded prior to that, uh, and then someone sent me one of uh, this video, and I checked it out, and there's some stuff here that's worth talking about, and the first clip we're going to be discussing are the so-called positives from Andy Stanley's Unconditional Conference, and there's some glaring issues in this. This was 100% a gay-affirming conference. But the way they're, they're trying to frame this conference is that it's not... It is kind of gay-affirming, but it's not, you know, the same as Matthew Vines. They're kind of treating it like it's a step closer to orthodoxy than, say, Matthew Vines. Uh, that That's kind of the gist of how they kind of approach this. But... To be fair to Sean McDowell, he does say that he does not affirm homosexual marriage and he does not believe that this is an agree to disagree on issue. So I just want to be clear about his positions up front before uh, we let him explain some of his worst positions. It's the critique. There's a lot of stuff here that you and I would say amen to and agree with and be grateful for. We don't want to miss any part of that now just tell us there's a lot of breakouts we don't have time to go into all of them but maybe just two or three that you thought are significant that help us understand what happened there yeah there was um, a breakout uh specifically for parents who have children that identify as transgender and okay. that was facilitated by um a couple who has a transgender child so they were able to give feedback to the parents and lots of parents shared uh at that that breakout and that was a very interesting one that i attended um of course, there are breakouts on how to minister to LGBT youth. Uh, there okay. was one done by uh, 
Julia Sadusky uh, called Gender Dysphoria, Is It For Real? And I thought that was excellent. I, I, hmm. I've never heard Julia before, but I think she's an author or co-author with Mark Regeneris. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, Mark Yarhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And um, so she's like a therapist. Maybe it's a psychologist. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But um, very, very interesting, very helpful. I, le I learned a lot in that one. Um, and there was even a, a breakout. On okay. Got to pause right there. Mark Yarhouse is a complete heretic. And this is his protege who's co-authored a book on transgenderism with him. I, I've covered this in the past, but Mark Yarhouse is the mad gender scientist of Big Eva. They have used him to peddle side B theology in the church. Now, side B theology uh, believes and teaches that homosexual desire and attraction is not sinful. It also teaches that homosexual identity is not sinful. So the term gay Christian is actually compatible with side B theology. Now the revoice movement, which is the embodiment of side B theology would say that it is not, would say that the whole gay Christian identity is a controversial subject. Yet it's clear from the material of say Preston Sprinkle, uh, and you know, a number of other side B proponents that, you know, gay Christian is gay. Okay. With them. Now, it's worth noting that side B is sort of a reference to, uh, you know, in the olden days, they had discs, CDs, uh, or you can something that you could flip over and play the other side of. And I'm, I'm trying to point that out. That's where the side B thing comes from. Uh, it is a different era of music buying. And it's two sides of the same disc. Side A and side B, side A being a shorthand for affirming, and then side B, I don't know what it's shorthand for. I believe the etymology is the whole uh, discography um, metaphor. Uh, but it's two sides of the same disc. That's what's wrong with side B theology. It leads directly to side A on how to keep your marriage together because they talked about how you know wrestling with the challenge of a child who comes out as trans or gay or whatever it might be that's going to cause a lot of strain on your marriage and so how do you maintain mm -hmm. your marriage so i mean they're really hitting a, a whole bunch of areas on this but overall it was trying to equip parents uh how to handle the challenges associated with this and it's worth noting that the founders of the conference, I believe, were the first breakout special session that they talked about. And the founders are gay affirming. They're transgender affirming. And you're having those types of parents be the, you know, the, the group leaders in a struggle session. So this is a gay affirming conference. And they're saying, oh, these were these positive things. Well, what were these positive things? You had a co-author with a heretic talk about uh transgenderism that that's a positive so that, that's insane that's insane because mark yarhouse is you know again transgender affirming so uh i want to skip ahead uh let's a uh, clarification on sean's concerns is the next section i want to watch I've taken high school students through books by Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins. I'm all for engaging different ideas, yeah. right? But yeah, when I, this yeah, is, 
you know, this assault at the conference and he's platformed. I mean, he writes in his book. This is Gushy's book, Changing Our Mind, the most recent version. He says, I'm instead asking whether devout gay and lesbian Christians might be able to participate in the covenantal marital sexual ethics standard, one person for life, faithful and exclusive, in a loving, non-exploitive, non-coercive, reciprocal relationship. That is the higher expression of Christian sexual ethics, which, in fact, a goodly number are already doing. I can't find a compelling reason to say no anymore. So, in fairness, at the beginning, he says, if you're not with me and you just learn to better care for and listen to gay people in the church, great. Then the rest of the book is making a biblical case, and he is on a campaign to get the church to adopt same-sex covenantal relationships, meaning as long as it's two people, it's non-exploitive, it's faithful, that qualifies as marriage, and we should accept them fully as is within the church. That is his agenda. That is his goal, and he's free to do so. But to be brought into the church, given a platform, sold that book without minimally any challenge to it, that is just opening up the door for some teaching that profoundly concerns me. Yeah. Now, well I, said. I agree. Sounds like you agree. Okay. So <laughs> let me. Again, their concerns are like the most obvious concerns. Like, obviously, the dude that wants to, you know, peddle gay relationships in the church. Yeah, that's obviously an issue, but is not the compromise, you know, four compromises down the road a much bigger issue because that's where people are actually going to get fooled? Like, God's elect's not going to fall for that. They're not going to fall for two dudes holding hands in churches. That's not what they're going to fall for. Or maybe, you know, if Revoice has their way, they will fall for that. But they're not going to fall for the gay marriage argument. But they will fall for the side B stuff. That's the issue. And side B theology is, you know, just ravaging the church. So we're going to talk about, we're going to skip ahead to this section by, uh, Uh, three models for approaching transgender ideology. Okay, so that brings us to a breakout session you mentioned earlier about for parents with transgender kids. Now, Mm -hmm. um, Mark Yarbrough has, and I hope I don't mess this. I want to say he meant Mark Yarhouse. But he basically has kind of three models for Mm -hmm. approaching transgender identities. One is the moral model like it's wrong to do so uh if somebody has a trans if somebody's transgender the other model is like it's a disability and then the other model is in certain times in certain ways a transition may be okay and may be permissible i think that's how he frames it now you got to keep in mind mark is a psychologist and he is writing and engaging i'm definitely sure he's talking about mark yar house because mark yarhouse's framework is that i have read enough of him to know that that is his framework and he is a psychologist in in some of the highest level of conversation with fellow psychologists he's not a pastor so he's more just kind of presenting the data allowing the church to, to to decide rather than pushing one certain view on the church that's just his role 
as a psychologist as I see it. Mm-hmm. So that's wrong because Mark Yarhouse presented data that showed that, you know, change therapy isn't harmful, but then says we should ban it and then opposes it. So that that's Mark Yarhouse for you. Was this session saying, hey, here's different ways Christians approach this up and down and negative, or was it kind of pushing one way? Well, the breakout session with Julia Sadisky, again, I apologize if I'm not getting her name pronounced properly, but hers, her breakout included those three lenses. Oh, okay. and I think the first lens she referred to as the integrity lens, second yes. one's a disability lens and a diversity lens, right? So she okay. talked about that and she seemed to be more like open about, you know, the different approaches you could take. In fact, I even asked her afterwards um, about like, where does she ground um, identity, like from, from an anthropology, because uh, she's a Christian, um, you know, is your identity mostly in your body or your gender identity and, and stuff like that. So she was, you know, thoughtful about that and kind of answered that. But the other breakout I went to was specifically for parents who have children who identify as transgender. And there was a facilitator for that. And maybe 90% or so of the parents that were there were able to speak and share their stories and talk about their children and whatever. And what, what shocked me was every single parent who shared, the discussion seemed to presume that transitioning socially, hormonally, mm. or surgically was permissible, biblically speaking. The only question really that was being discussed there was, okay, how do you cope? How do you still love your child? How do you kind of navigate that, that conversation, that question? And I was just, I, honestly, I was surprised because I thought to myself, okay, this is probably where a lot of Christians are going to say, I, we can't go there, right? We can't just go gotcha. and adopt, you know, taking a position where, yeah, you're going to change your, try to change your body to match your gender identity, right? Your gender identity is a psychological belief that's, that could be errant, that could be, that could change over time. And yet you're going to now make permanent decisions to your body that are going to try to reflect that gender identity. I thought this is where they're going to say no, but. I'm not exaggerating and I'm trying to think of any example where any person okay. was like against that. And there wasn't. Wow. Um, they did ask like, Hey, well, you know, how, when will this get easier for me or how do you cope with this? But mm. it was all presumed that it's morally permissible to do it. So it's worth bringing up again when they brought up positives of this conference, they talked about that exact same session. So, oh, it was so positive that we had all these parents sharing. And then all of a sudden, now you're saying, well, actually, they were all affirming. And this whole conversation is about how do we deal with how affirming we are? How do we, you know, cleanse our consciences of this sin that we're committing on our own child? You know, how do we cleanse our consciences of child sex abuse? Because that's what they're doing. That's what these parents are doing. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And he framed that as a positive, and he didn't even frame that as the negative that it was just then because that's what these parents are doing. So uh, next section... 
section I want to talk about is the whole celibate thing, because this is again, Sean McDowell, not being biblical on this issue. Is it a bad message to tell kids with same sex attraction that they have to be celibate? Isn't it better to have somebody with same sex attraction be in a monogamous gay relationship than not married at all? And I would say a couple of things. Is it bad to tell a kid with same-sex attraction that they have to be celibate? If marriage is open to people of the same sex, then it is bad to tell them that they uniquely have to be celibate and cannot experience this union. But if the Bible is clear, and I think it is, and we're not making this case here, that there are two ways to live in God-honoring faith relationships, singleness or celibacy, and if so, you're not sexually active, or marriage, which is one man, one woman, one flesh, one lifetime. If that's the biblical sexual ethic, then it's not only not bad to tell kids with same-sex attraction that they have to be celibate, it's good because it's leading them towards being in right relationship with God and flourishing in the way God designed them to. So therefore, it's not better to have somebody with same-sex attraction in a monogamous gay relationship because such a relationship is not honoring to the Lord. That's my two cents. What would you add? So I want to pause right there um, because it's important to note that cel- you know, when Paul talks about celibacy, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 7, um, It doesn't apply to people who struggle with sexual sin. People who struggle with sexual sin are clearly burning with passion and they're not called to celibacy. Like if you look at Paul's situation, we don't know whether Paul was a widower or uh, whatever his situation was. Uh, We do know he was a Pharisee of Pharisees and that might've entailed marriage, I believe. Um, But that Paul's in a much different life situation than the person who's single in their 20s and being told, oh, singleness is a gift. Not really. It's part of the affliction that ails our society is the rise of marriage age and the loneliness of millennials and stuff like that. This is not a gift. This is, you know, products of a dying culture that people can't find love. It's not a gift. But he's trying to like it's he's appealing to that type of language to this type of big Eva mindset that singleness is good, uh, you know, just be celibate and honor God, and it's like people we we know that sexual sin sin is wrong, but you're telling people who burn with desire that you know you know you're called to celibacy and uh, singleness is a gift and that's not true, and celibacy while not confronting sinful desire is going to lead to, well, we're going to seek affirming uh, someone who will affirm our sin because, you know, celibacy for someone who struggles with sexual sin isn't the most ideal pathway. It's a bad sell. So I don't see how the person who thinks that, you know, I'm going to identify as a celibate gay Christian doesn't eventually just slip into, um, you know, the other alternative that he uh, posited with that false dichotomy. And the last uh, clip that I want to show you 
is towards the end. Uh, That's the biblical way to go forward. And by the way, the people I mentioned earlier, Sam Albury, Rachel Gilson, Preston Sprinkle, Rosaria Butterfield, Beckett Cook, although there's differences in that group, they're all trying to find that dance between grace and truth, although they just might land a little differently how they do so. Right. That third way, people have been trying to do it for a while. You've been doing it two decades. I've been trying to do it two decades. And that is the... Sam Albury, uh, Preston Sprinkle, and Rachel Gilson, three heretics that he just listed there. They all peddle homosexuality in the church. Sam Albury is the founder of Living Out. This organization is super gay. It is super gay affirming. Living Out, it's a UK-based organization because Sam Albury is British. Uh, he was one of the major red flags on Ravi Zacharias. Uh, and we all know that Ravi Zacharias had some sexual sin in his life. And I don't think that's a coincidence that he, he was, uh, you know, peddling side B theology on the side as well with Sam Albury in his camp. Uh, Rachel Gilson is the person who, if you remember, I did a video on this, struggles with the, the, the question of personal pronouns and preferred pronouns. She thinks that's a difficult issue that there's room to disagree on. So, and she's super woke. She's also side B, um, very openly side B peddled by big Eva for some reason. I, I don't know why, but she just is. Uh, number three, uh, he said Preston Sprinkle. Now, Preston Sprinkle is taken seriously because I believe he went to master se the Master's Seminary once upon a time. So he's been taken seriously kind of ever since by the Reformed Evangelical crowd. But he's kind of lost favor with them. But he has enough gravitas in other circles. And he's trusted on sexual sin even though he went to Revoice. He's a Revoice speaker. Uh, he has his own institution, uh, Center for Sexuality and Gender or something like that, Faithfulness or something like that. Very much does not think that um, same-sex attraction is sinful. That's a red line. You, you cross the red line. So a lot of issues with uh, Preston Sprinkle's theology. Uh, he mentioned Beckett Cook, who I don't think has any issues on the... Uh, same-sex attraction front. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Rosario Butterfield is actually pretty based. So he mentioned two people I'm going to frame on the good side for, you know, I know Rosario Butterfield's position. She's actually repented of being in the side B camp. She's called that sin. So she would not agree with uh, Sean McDowell's statement there. Beckett, Beckett Cook, I don't know enough about, but I'm going to defer in his favor uh, out of grace. So, he, he just named three heretics on this issue, framing them as good guys. The biblically faithful way uh, mm -hmm. moving forward. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the fallout from this. I'm not a prophet at all. Ideally, Stan Lee would hear this and he'd step back and be like, you know what? I was, I was mistaken. I overreached on this one and make corrections. That'd be beautiful. There is a lot of grace in the Christian church for that. Now, honestly, there would be some people who would be suspicious and, mm -hmm. you know, because he's been having conversations about this with a lot of people you and I know for a long time and has thought this right. through. 
But if he doesn't, I think this is going to continue to divide the church further. Uh, and I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see in five and ten years looking back where we're at. But for me, the bottom line question is, what does the Bible teach? And I would change my position. If so- I want to pause right there. Uh, I actually do see a unification around Andy Stanley. You know, maybe it's like Bane telling the one guy, you know, they expect one of us in the wreckage. Maybe it's that. But, you know, aside from Ed Stetzer, we covered that last week and Christianity Today, which is no surprise. It's owned by or ran by Russell Moore. Um, Christian Post even condemned Andy Lee Stanley. They, they ran like three or four articles hammering Andy Stanley. Uh, not necessarily framing him as a believer either. They wrote a news article that basically had a quote from someone. I mean, they used someone else to do it. I believe it was Denny Burke. So, that you know, they chose one of the good, you know, the big evil, you know, people that occasionally says something conservative. Um, they chose some someone like that to say that Andy Stanley was a heretic. But big evil is kind of like coming down on Andy Stanley a little bit. You know, I mean, I haven't seen uh, the Gospel Coalition say anything shocker they're not super relevant but there's kind of been a unification around andy stanley that you know let's let's take him out someone could convince me either that the scripture is fine with same-sex unions of any kind or this is an agree to disagree issue like the age of the earth women in the church as important as those are i wouldn't even put this issue on the level of those uh at all Uh, With that said, I hope folks will check out what you're doing at Standeries, and I hope they sense from you a pastoral, a very caring voice, because I know you're that person, uh, but also very careful thinker. I'm going to pause right there because I'm not going to wait for him to peddle his own thing, because he's going to talk about how he's doing a sexual ethics class at Biola University, which is pretty liberal actually and biola university their dean of theology i believe is ed stetzer i believe he's their their dean of theology Uh, i might be mistaken on the title that he has there but it's like ed stetzer gay affirming super gay affirming but you know he in some way or another might be sean mcdowell's boss over there maybe not directly boss as far as chain of command goes or org chart goes but higher up and that that's pretty bad, man. So I don't know if Sean McDowell's self-aware about that, that, you know, the person that's probably higher up on the corporate ladder at Biola University, gay affirming. That's Ed Stetzer, who has failed upward everywhere he's gone in Big Eva and has been tolerated. We already did that video, though. But Sean McDowell is peddling side beat theology while trying to attack Andy Stanley. And it's and it led to some inconsistencies, like when they said, "Oh, this conference, this breakout conference was a positive," because you know got parents talking, and then they later on said, "Well, the parents were saying, uh, how do we deal with this?'" And the assumption was that this was morally permissible. So, a lot of stuff wrong here with the response, and. It just shows you, you need to get to the Bible and what the Bible says about same-sex attraction, sinful desire, homosexuality, transgenderism, which is really just a perversion. Uh, Most of the time it's a fetish. Uh, And then what are they saying? 
Does it match? It doesn't match. Spoiler alert. So anyway, we're going to shine a light on that. Have a blessed day, and we will catch you on the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.